Welcome to the Megan in the Morning podcast. We're glad you're here. Please store your belongings on the seat pocket in front of you. And remember, you can catch Megan live weekdays on 1077 The Beat. Enjoy the ride. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It practically feels warm. It's 32 degrees, at least compared to what the 19 it was yesterday. We're going to look at your forecast coming up next, as well as your daily news beat with Allie to get this morning started. Um, it was a very easygoing day yesterday. I was so lazy. I think just because it was an eventful weekend that sometimes I just need Monday to be that extension as much as it can of the weekend. So I didn't do a whole lot. But today is going to be a great day. Starting it off with Kesha Woman on the beat. All the hits. 1077 The Beat. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Let's head over to Allie for your daily news feed. Allie, how's it going? Good morning, Megan. Good morning, everyone. Here's what's going on. Central Oregon Daily News reports yesterday morning, several local women shared what they say they and others experienced while working at the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office, a hostile and toxic workplace due to gender discrimination. Sheriff Nelson responded to the event in a press release. He said, quote, timing is interesting as this announcement appears to be election and debate related. I find this not to be coincidental, Nelson said. Deschutes National Forest is starting prescribed burns as soon as weather conditions are favorable. A burn is planned for five miles west of Pine Mountain, 20 miles southeast of Bend. That burn will be 1,400 acres and ignitions could last up to four days. Another burn of 1,000 acres is near Fort Rock, about 24 miles southeast of Lapine. That could also last a few days. Nearly 1.2 million Oregon voters have cast their ballots for the November election so far. The Oregon Secretary of State's latest unofficial ballot count has voter turnout at 40.3 percent. Deschutes County has returned 36.8 percent of their ballots. Crook County is at 36.5. Jefferson County has returned 32.8 percent. To date, your ballot must be in the county elections office by 8 p.m. November 3rd. And hey, old school video game fans, Atari, the company that pretty much started home video game systems, will be releasing its first new gaming console in 20 years. The Atari VCS is scheduled to be on store shelves next month with access to more than 100 games. But get ready for the price tag, $390 and has enough power to play some serious games in 4K high def video. Megan, that's your news. I'm Allie, 1077 The Beat. Wow, thank you, Allie. Atari fans, of course, right before the holiday season. And because we're all in lockdown, might as well just beef up that video game system experience by uh, taking it back a few years. Taking a look at your forecast, mid to upper 60s today. What a complete different forecast compared to the last few days. 67 degrees today. Clear skies, gorgeous. Overnight lows, mid 30s. Tomorrow, 71 degrees. Thursday, 75. Yep. And it looks really sunny. Beautiful. And our overnight lows right around 40 degrees. Today's weather is brought to you by Cascade Wireless. Upgrade to fare at Cascade at U.S. Cellular. Visit Cascade Wireless, an authorized agent of U.S. Cellular, located in Bend on South Highway 97, in Madras on Highway 97, or in Prineville on Northeast 3rd Street. Coming up next on your late night recap, Seth Meyers is joking about a new website that can tell you which McDonald's has a broken ice cream machine. Where was this in high school? Also, I was just convinced in high school that, you know, we were we would go get McFlurries or go get some sort of soft serve ice cream from McDonald's. They would tell us that the ice cream machine is broken, but we'd all we'd always go kind of late. And we just assumed that cleaning the ice cream machine would probably be, probably be such a hassle that they were just lying to us saying that, you know, no, the ice cream machine is broken, even though what the truth was is that they started cleaning it. 
didn't want to have to reactivate it or whatever the case may be. I also am completely making this up. I have no idea if this ice cream machine is difficult to clean or if it even gets clean every evening. But I love that this is now such an issue that McDonald's has created or or at least there's a website that's been created to tell you which McDonald's has a broken ice cream machine. It's a big deal. Hey, you're up early. This will get you caught up. It's your late night recap on 107.7 The Beat. McDonald's fan recently launched a new website called McBroken that can identify which of the fast food chain's location have broken ice cream machines. The way it works is you type in McDonald's on Google, then that's it. Oh, man. Seth Meyers talking about McBroken.com, which... It's real. I'm, I'm on it right now at the very top of the website. It says, would you like would you like to help me cover the cost of running this website? Buy me a McFlurry with a smiley face. And then it has her at, you know, symbol and uh, username. Looks like you could maybe Venmo her some money for or him some money for uh, running this website. Turns out all of the ice cream machines in the greater Central Oregon area are working. One thing that's super funny about this website is that it, it gives a percentage of currently broken per state. So 25% of the McDonald's in Philadelphia have a broken ice cream machine. 20% in New York, 18 in Chicago. This is hysterical. And it has, I, I would assume you have to do some serious legwork. I mean, who's doing all the research for Are they, Is she calling each one asking if their machine is working? It's so funny. Uh, it's a brilliant idea. That's your late night recap on 1077 The Beat. Coming up next, scariest basements. They're a staple of horror movies, but which horror movie basements are the scariest? I mean, we always know as soon as someone goes down in the basement, we may never see them again in a movie. It's always the worst place to go. There's this company called Ohio Basement Authority. They came up with a formula to rate the basement evil score of various movies. We're going to talk about it coming up next. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. We're talking about creepy basements. I know it's early, but tis the season. We're officially in the week of Halloween. Scary basements, you know them. They're a staple of horror movies. As soon as that character starts walking down the stairs, you know that that's probably going to be the last time you see them in that scary movie. But which horror movie basements are the scariest? There's a company called the Ohio Basement Authority. Yep. They came up with a formula to rate the basement of evil score of various movies. And if you want to know the science, well, there isn't much. But it's just a factor of the movie's IMDb ratings, plus just how much mayhem goes on in each basement from a little torture to a lot of death. Ah. So here are the horror movies with the most evil basements, starting at number five. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number four, Psycho. Now, I didn't realize Psycho had a scary basement. I knew they had a scary shower. Uh, number three, The Evil, which is a 1978 movie. I had to look it up because I had never heard of it. Number two, Get Out. That's that's Mr. Peel, I think, right? <sighs> number one, Silence of the Lambs. Of course it is. So there you have it. Some creepy basements to get your lovely Tuesday morning started. All the hits, 1077 The Beat. Good morning. Let's head over to Allie for your daily news beat. Allie? Good morning, Megan. Good morning, everyone. Here's what's going on. 
Nearly 1.2 million Oregon voters have cast their ballots for the November election so far. The Oregon Secretary of State's latest unofficial ballot count has voter turnout at 40.3 percent. Deschutes County has returned 36.8 percent of their ballots. Crook County is at 36.5. Jefferson County has returned 32.8 percent. To date, your ballot must be in the county elections office by 8 p.m. November 3rd. Central Oregon Daily News reports yesterday morning several local women shared what they say they and others experienced while working at the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office, a hostile and toxic workplace due to gender discrimination. Sheriff Nelson responded to the event in a press release. He said, quote, timing is interesting as this announcement appears to be election and debate related. I find this not to be coincidental, Nelson said. If you had trouble accessing the Deschutes County Courthouse yesterday, that's because of a water leak beyond the entrance to courtroom G. The leak affected the primary accounting and public service counter, basement file storage area, and the hallway adjacent to the inmate transport. Trial court administrator Jeff Hall says the water was confined to one staff area and he expects things to be back to normal today. And Hallmark's Christmas movies started over the weekend, and you may have noticed a familiar voice. Gwen Stefani's Here This Christmas will serve as the theme for the channel's Countdown to Christmas. It's one of five new songs on Gwen's reissued deluxe edition of her You Make It Feel Like Christmas album. Megan, that's your news. I'm Allie, 107.7 The Beat. Thanks so much, Allie. Way to go, Gwen Stefani. I feel like that was probably a pretty good grab, Hallmark movies. Heck yeah. Taking a look at your forecast today, mid to upper 60s. It's going to be kind of a warm few days, actually. Warm kind of week, actually. Um, Yeah, 67 degrees today, clear skies, overnight lows, mid 30s. Tomorrow, 70 degrees. Thursday, 75. Friday, back to mid 60s. So not bad compared to the, uh, you know, winter wonderland of a weekend that we just had. Currently in Bend, it's 34 degrees. Today's weather is brought to you by Westside Local. Get on out to Westside Local in downtown Redmond for delicious farm-to-table food with a menu that changes weekly. Fresh local food and craft cocktails, local beer and wine. You can't go wrong. Trust me, this menu is incredible. Google Westside Local for hours of operation. Coming up next on your Westside Taco Company and Westside Local Celebrity News, Miley and Noah Cyrus. I don't think we've ever seen them sing together, and I'm sure they've grown up singing together, but actually performing live for uh, YouTube actually uh, happened over the weekend. So I'm looking forward to uh, playing a little clip from their incredible duet. Uh, They did such a wonderful job singing one of Noah's songs, I Got So High That I Saw Jesus. It's coming up next, plus your chance to win a gift certificate to Westside Taco Company and Westside Local. It's your Westside Taco Company and Westside Local Celebrity News right now on 1077 The Beat. Miley and Noah Cyrus have probably been singing together in private since they were kids, but they finally let the rest of the world in on their harmonies by releasing a duet. Here they are singing a live version of Noah's I Got So High That I Saw Jesus. I got so high that I saw Jesus. He said it's all gonna be okay You just need me in your heart Tennessee whiskey and love I got so high that I saw Jesus Whoa, super impressive, right? This clip is taken from Miley's performance of the song as part of her MTV-sponsored Backyard Sessions. I'll post the video to our Facebook page so that you can check it out for yourself, but I'm not gonna lie, I think I'm a fan of Noah's performance over Miley's. And maybe it's because usually with Miley, it's a pretty unique style set to her and her tone, which works great. 
But in this case, you can tell that this is Noah's song. If you're a fan of Noah Cyrus like I am, Noah confirmed that she's well into work on her first full-length album, which should be out in early 2021. I have a gift certificate to Westside Local or Westside Taco Company, amazing restaurants in Redmond. Give me a call, 585-1077. This gift certificate isn't mine, it's yours. Free money going out the door right now, 585-1077. Be caller number seven, dial it. Today's celebrity news is brought to you by Westside Taco Company and Westside Local in Redmond. Good local food. We're giving away money every day. Be caller number seven. Dial 585-1077. Coming up next, I don't know how many of you are going to actually believe me when I say this, but it seems like the coronavirus has made many people in relationships much closer There's this survey that we're going to be talking about coming up next that I'm kind of surprised by just because right at the beginning of the pandemic, you were hearing about all these, you know, tragic events where relationships were ending because now you're actually living together under the same roof for many hours in a day, whereas before you weren't. You're almost like two ships passing in the night because that's the society that we live in. Now things have changed and people are working from home and working on top of each other. And apparently it's working. So that's that's good. We'll talk more about this coming up next. All the hits, 1077 The Beat. Speaking of broken hearts, it felt like right at the beginning of the pandemic and the lockdown, you know, you were hearing about all these relationships that were actually learning what it was like to live under the same roof for several hours at a time rather than, you know, the going to work, separating, coming home and only spending really, you know, brief part of the morning, but mostly just the evening together. Now everybody's working from home and trying to figure out their workspace and you'd hear these tragic stories about people getting a divorce and the divorce rates going through the roof. Well, here's some good news. Apparently it's settled a little bit and people are getting more used to the new routine that we've all had to become accustomed to uh, because this survey says that many people in relationships are much closer because of the current conditions of the coronavirus and what it's doing for our society as far as, you know, people staying at home. The survey found that 35% of women said that the pandemic made them realize that their current partner was the one. And 45%, almost half of those surveyed, said that one month of living with their partner during quarantine felt like being in a relationship for a year, which may be why people are seeing their current partner as the one. So it's almost like you're refreshing the relationship, getting out of that one routine that you had for so many years, refreshing it by learning how to live together and work together in the same, underneath the same roof. And then if you've got children, teaching them and and managing all of the uh, responsibilities that the new way of learning is because of the pandemic and because of quarantine. I mean, hey, this is better news. I think we're on the up and up. People are figuring it out. And that's great. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. Good morning. Let's head over to Allie for your daily news beat. Allie, how's it going? Good morning, Megan. Good morning, everyone. Here's what's going on. Central Oregon Daily News reports yesterday morning, several local women shared what they say they and others experienced while working at the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office, a hostile and toxic workplace due to gender discrimination. Sheriff Nelson responded to the event in a press release. He said, quote, timing is interesting as this announcement appears to be election and debate related. I find this not to be coincidental, Nelson said. 
Deschutes National Forest is starting prescribed burns as soon as weather conditions are favorable. A burn is planned for five miles west of Pine Mountain, 20 miles southeast of Bend. That burn will be 1,400 acres and ignitions could last up to four days. Another burn of 1,000 acres is near Fort Rock, about 24 miles southeast of Lapine. That could also last a few days. Nearly 1.2 million Oregon voters have cast their ballots for the November election so far. The Oregon Secretary of State's latest unofficial ballot count has voter turnout at 40.3 percent. Deschutes County has returned 36.8 percent of their ballots. Crook County is at 36.5. Jefferson County has returned 32.8 percent. To date, your ballot must be in the county elections office by 8 p.m. November 3rd. And finally, Millie Bailey celebrated a birthday recently by checking off an item on her bucket list. She went skydiving. Did I mention Millie is 102 years old? She served her country in World War II and still serves her community and still has a few things left on her bucket list. I can't imagine what they are, Megan. I'm Allie. That's your news. 1077 The Beat. Thanks so much, Allie. I can't imagine either. Way to go, Millie. 102 skydiving. I wouldn't even do it and I'm 30. Taking a look at your forecast today, mid to upper 60s, completely clear skies. It'll be gorgeous. Overnight lows tonight, mid 30s. Tomorrow, 71. Thursday, 75. What? Yep. And a ton of sunshine. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of a warm week compared to that winter wonderland of a weekend that we just experienced. Currently in Bend, it is 30 degrees. Today's weather is brought to you by Bend Factory Stores. If you've had a case of the blahs, shake it off and go shopping. With fall in the air, new arrivals and outlet markdowns are sure to make you feel better. Visit Tuesday morning at Ben Factory Stores to find upscale at deep discounts. Coming up next, if there is a teacher in your life, someone working behind the computer at Zoom, in the classroom, even the new teacher at the kitchen table, uh, if you want to nominate them to win a free large pepperoni pizza, i got details coming up next. All the hits, 1077 The Beat. If there is a teacher in your life uh, that could really use a free large pepperoni pizza from Abby's Legendary Pizza, then I have got the solution for you. You can nominate them and and do it today if you'd like. Uh, Nominate them, abbysteachingheroes.com. And this could be, you know, the teacher that's in the classroom going back and forth between teaching on Zoom or in the classroom, or maybe it's a new teacher in your life that's uh, working at the kitchen table. Whatever the case may be, teachers are incredible and they are some serious heroes that need to be recognized. And we're so lucky to be working with Abby's Legendary Pizza Pizza to hopefully put a smile on their face. They're working so hard that we can help them out with a meal. So thank you so much to Abby's. If you want to nominate a teacher, their Madras, Redmond and Ben locations are all giving away uh, free large pepperoni pizzas all the way through the end of November. So you've got some time to nominate, but I would do it now so that you don't forget, abbysteachingheroes.com. Coming up next, we kind of touched on this yesterday about things that you do in front of your dog that you wouldn't do in front of anyone else. This survey, the people that responded on it, it's very funny what they were, what they were allowing themselves to admit on the survey that they do in front of their dogs that they don't do in front of anyone else. So if you can think of something on the top of your head, give me a call, 585 585- 1077. I'd love to hear it. 585-1077. All the hits, 1077 The Beat. We touched on this a little bit yesterday about things that you do in front of your dog that you wouldn't do in front of anyone else. And I found a survey. It says that 40% of people say that when they are alone with their dog, they share their food with them. I mean, it makes sense because dogs can be so persistent and so cute. The whole begging thing. 
I mean, I fail at it. That's for sure. 25% say their dog has watched them eat a whole pint of ice cream in one sitting. People wrote down the specific thing that they ate. Also, 50%, half of people say their dog has seen them have an entire loud conversation with themselves. 40% said their dogs have seen them lie around the house all weekend. And I think the overarching 90% of those surveyed says their dog knows who they truly are and won't judge them for that. Hence the whole eating a pint of ice cream in front of them, having a loud conversation with yourself, being lazy and laying around the house all weekend. Your dog is going to love you no matter what you do, except for when they judge you. Because here's the thing. I don't have a dog, but I have done a lot of dog sitting in my life. And I feel like if I'm not walking them or if I'm eating their owner's food, which I was given permission to do, the dog is going to report back to their loyal owner. I think that's just what it is. All the hits, 1077 The Beat. Good morning, it's Megan. If you're just joining me this morning, a little recap. We talked about the scariest horror movie basements. Because, you know, that's one way to start a Tuesday morning. But we all know scary basements are a staple of horror movies. But which horror movie basements are the scariest? There is a company called the Ohio Basement Authority. They came up with a formula to rate basement evil score of various movies. But of course, the science of it it really isn't much. It's just a factor of the movie's IMDb ratings, plus just how much mayhem goes on in each basement. Um, a lot of mayhem goes in to the basement of Silence of the Lambs. They are the they they've been dubbed the number one scariest horror movie basements. Number two is Get Out. It was a very close second. Ugh. Whatever the case may be, I'm so glad that we don't have too many basements here in Central Oregon. I feel like that is just a uh, maybe a Midwest thing. I don't I don't actually know. I just know that I didn't grow up in Washington with a lot of homes having basements. We had creepy attics. Maybe it's because of the all the moisture in the air. I don't know. I'm just taking a guess there. Um, also, turns out the coronavirus hasn't separated couples. It's made many people in relationships much more closer. This survey says that. 35% of women said during the pandemic that it made them realize that their current partner was the one. And 45% of those surveyed said that the one month of living with their partner during quarantine felt like being in a relationship for a year, which may be why people are seeing their current partner as the one. Whatever the case may be, I'm glad to hear about that versus the other, which wasn't so good that you're living underneath the same roof for many hours in a day and you just weren't used to it before. And so... Ooh, a divorce was happening. That's not good. So hopefully you're experiencing the first part of that conversation that the lockdown's bringing you closer. Coming up next on your Daily Dose of Laughter, we have comedian Michael Ian Black, and he's talking about his kids being able to pick out their own Halloween costumes. Uh, now, I am so far behind the times, I feel like, that when I, you know, kids' Halloween costumes, I don't even know what's hip anymore. Plus, of course, this year is definitely a year, a weird year, but I feel like I used to be pretty on top of it. Now there's all sorts of different, you know, pop culture things in the, in the kids Halloween world that I don't know much about, which, you know, also makes sense. I don't have any children. It's your daily dose of laughter on 1077 The Beat. A couple of years ago was the first year that my kids were old enough to come up with their own Halloween costumes. And as a parent, 
I could not wait to see what they would be for Halloween because kids have amazing imaginations. You know what I mean? They could be anything for Halloween. Here's what my kids decided to be. My son decided to go as a pirate. My daughter decided to go as a princess. The least creative costumes in the world. Not for the first time, I was incredibly disappointed with my children. No, because if they know, because if they had just put any more thought into their costumes, they could have been cool costumes. Like if my son had been like, I want to be a pirate, but I want to be a Somali pirate. I would have been like, that's a cool costume. You know what the kid next door went as? A cat's tail. Not a cat, a cat's tail. When he came to our house, I did not give that child candy. I gave him a hug, and I wrote him a check for $100. That was your daily dose of laughter on 1077 The Beat. I have big plans this afternoon to stop in and see my friends over at Body Bright and see what they've been up to. Um, it's been a while, and I'm curious to talk to them about more sessions for IPL laser hair removal underneath my arms. Now, I've done a couple of sessions, and it's made a huge difference. I mean, I can go several days without shaving underneath my armpits, which it used to be a daily routine. And, you know, after a few days, a little bit starts to come back. So I'm thinking about going in and asking, uh, you know, Body Bright about and maybe another package of sessions to just full send and get rid of that underarm hair for good because it works so well. You know, just the first couple of times, if I do it, I think just, just a couple more times it'll be gone. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting more about that to them. Um, especially right now, perfect time of year to get IPO laser hair removal. I'm not going to be in any kind of tank top, so I can kind of let that hair grow so that when I get it removed, it'll be uh, super simple, painless, easy, Body Bright there on the corner of Simpson and Century and Bend. So maybe I'll see you there this afternoon. All the hits, 107.7 The Beat. It's Megan and my time to sign off. But thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. Had some super fun conversations that I'm just going to carry on into tomorrow's show. For example, like what smell do you hate the most that other people find pleasant? There's so many things. And I'll put this on our Facebook page. So if there's something that comes to your mind, let me know. Today's going to be a gorgeous day, mid to upper 60s, ton of sunshine. I mean, the next couple of days are going to be so gorgeous. My parents are kind of making their final move down to Bend. Um, they're doing kind of a load tomorrow and uh, then have to kind of tie up some loose ends before they're officially Bendites. It's a really exciting week for my family. Plus, it was my dad's birthday just on Sunday, so we've got lots to celebrate. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Megan in the Morning podcast. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 10 on 1077 The Beat.